episode 233 of the Batflip Crazy Podcast, where you'll always find enthusiastic, data-driven fantasy baseball analysis and strategy. I am your host, Toby. Today is edition number 137 of Bubba and the Batflip, and most likely the last episode of the podcast for the 2022 season. Uh, I'm going to be, I've got some work stuff going on next Tuesday, so we're not going to be able to record, and then um, maybe going to be joining up with folks to... uh, to watch some some of the last games uh, here next week. So probably the last episode, which is a little bit of a bummer, but just a huge shout out to everybody who listened um, throughout the season. It's been great. It's been fun. It's been a wild ride. I wish you the best of luck these last uh, couple weeks here uh, down the stretch. Yeah, I hope it uh, I hope it works out for all of you. A uh, special place in my heart for all the all the listeners out there. So thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast this year, if you got any value, if we helped you out at all, please, if you could go and leave a rating and review, I would always uh, appreciate that. But without further ado, thank you so much. Let's get this party started. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bubba and the Bat Flip, episode 137, recap in your week 25 fab Two more weeks to go after this, about 10 more days to go after this one, technically, once the fab week ends. Lots of fun stuff. There's still some moving and shaking to be done, but uh, you'll see some of the names, especially the first one we talk about. You'll understand the time of the year we're at. Uh, you can <laughs> find myself on Twitter at BDNTrick. My co-host is always on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy. Toby, how are we doing, my friend? Doing well, Bubba. Just trying to hold on here the last little bit of the season. Um, yeah, I mean, still so much can change. So every day is magnified. We were, I was joking before, like there were so many runs scored today and I feel like my team doesn't have any of them, which isn't good, but I also didn't have any of the pitchers who gave up yeah. the runs. I didn't have any pitchers in the uh, Blue Jays uh, Phillies game, unless Robertson pitched, in which case I would be very I, sad. I just looked, I just looked at the summary of plays. I didn't see his name or the guy giving up runs. It was mainly Gibson and Stripling that gave up the bulk of it. And it's like Gibson, Stripling, Burns, McClanahan, um, we'll get to Wade Miley in a minute. There's a bunch of guys that people really relied on this week that of it's only Tuesday and it's already been like, oh boy, like this is going to have some ramifications here. And it's like, we talked about the two start guys and again, we'll talk about Miley and some other guys, but you were pitching Burns and McClanahan no matter what. And that got ugly quick. And then McClanahan leaves again. Let's just speculate here real quick, Toby, just for fun. Cause this is pure speculation. So McClanahan left to start early. A was getting roughed up, but he left with a, like a make like a stiff stiff neck uh, neck injury, mm. so he's day to day. Obviously, it's Tuesday. You're gonna wait to find out more information. But say come Sunday, and he's still day to day, Toby. What are you doing with Shane McClanahan? Well, I depend. I think it depends where you're at. You know, it's like so team dependent. I've got a team where I'm like I'm almost like I would. I wish I could start zeros at this point. Um, in in some instances, then put in somebody who's a little bit shaky. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I think you, 
depends what you need. You may yeah. need to move on. And I think the thing too is like, not only is the person healthy, but are they going to be able to pitch? Is he going to be able to pitch to his full potential? Yep. You know, he's only had two starts since he's come back from injury. I think today was three innings, right? Yep, three um, innings. He went five or four, like the 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 time before. So there's a limited ceiling, it seems like. And the Rays, while they certainly need to clinch like where they finish in the playoffs, I think they'll be more concerned about having him for the playoffs. So yep. I would probably be inclined to move on you know there's a couple question marks that i held on to you know injury wise but mostly it's in situations where like i can i have the extra bench spot and the the talent level is so far superior that if i can just get like even a week out of the guy that it that it'll end up you know and the reason why i wanted to ask is you hit on a lot of that there it's after this next week we have like a three game week after that or whatever it ends like on a wednesday so even if McClanahan comes back and someone picks him up, what are they getting out of him? Like you said, yeah. is he going deep? Is like like what you can pick up this weekend, even if it's like a reliever that gets like maybe luckily gets like three outings or something, and then you get him for one or two the following week, that might add up to more than McClanahan's going to do in the one start you miss. So that's the whole reason I want to bring it up. You're going to have a lot of those kind of questions coming up here, and you cannot be afraid to just get rid of people right now like it's just it's literally chopping season what are your what's your team need and mcclanahan might he's one of the top cy young candidates he probably won't win it but he's one of the top ones he's still droppable probably this weekend so just throwing it out there unless some crazy news comes out but right now it's like they're like you said they're gonna take it easy with them because they want him for october they don't care mm -hmm. about the next couple weeks so we'll have to wait and see how that one plays out yeah all right sure. Let's get into fab like we usually do. We recap the online championships, 12-team NFBC leagues. And you know it is the second to last week or third last, whatever. Not the penultimate one. We're not there yet. But the most added player this week. The most added player this week. Wade Miley in 114 leagues, as high as 248. That's someone that had all their money left. And what I will say is he's made two starts since coming back from the IL before the blow-up on Monday. And he's actually pretty decent in those starts. And what made him really good, because I'm usually very skeptical of two-star guys, he was at Miami and at Pittsburgh, two of the best matchups for left-handed pitching you can find in baseball right now. And Wade Miley goes out there, three innings, seven hits, seven runs, only three earned, thank goodness, walked two, struck out two, gave him a couple home runs. It was brutal, Toby. Like, I'm sitting there in DFS. I was wanting to play. It was like $6,600. I'm like, this is great. They're playing the Marlins. The Marlins can hit the broad side of a barn. And implosions took place. Maybe, like, you know, three-run runs, so the defense did not help him at all. But um, Wade Miley needs to help us out a lot come that Pittsburgh start, or it's going to be Bloodbath City. So what's your thoughts on the addition? Strictly a two-star guy and some of the better matchups he's seen in baseball. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was a – adder of of wade miley this week I was in, with you. In, in, in a 12 team or two yep. but it's kind of a situation where i'm trying to i'm just trying to maximize innings so i'm going for wins i don't have a ton of i mean i can lose in ratios but i essentially need to gain so much just to be in the you know in the running for um, winning the league so um yeah but you could see it i mean like you mentioned there was some bad luck there seven runs but only three earned he always he's Wade Miley. You know he's going to have that one start in September. That's just an absolute disaster. And this could have been a lot worse. I mean, it didn't help your WHIP. Certainly, it didn't help your your ERA. But um, it could have been worse. But there, you know, he's fine. I mean, like I can totally see why people would have added him just strictly as a volume play, given the matchups as you mentioned. 
that's kind of what it was. You have like essentially a league average pitcher with really good matchups. So you hope you, you make it out of it. Okay. And there's still possibility, right? He throws six shutout and you know, we're all talking about how he did fine, you know, for this week. So we'll see, we'll see what happens, but it's not pretty, but it happened. Yeah, no, and I'm with you. I was all in too, even in 12 teamers. I'm mainly a 12 team player. And if he was available on 15th, I think I might've got him in bar for this or something. Um, I, this was strictly, we talk about it like with hitters, like, Hey, eight game week, maximize at bats. This was maximizing innings. in, like I said, two phenomenal matchups. Like it wasn't like we talk about two star guys where it's one pretty good matchup and one like, Oh no, he's facing like the blue Jays in Toronto or something like this was legit. Like he couldn't. And they're both in great at Miami at, but they weren't even at home in Wrigley. Like this is the best case scenario. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. Hopefully he rebounds. Like you said, it could have been worse. The fact is only three earned runs was nice. Um, just cross your fingers and hope he can give you like five or six and five or six K's and maybe a dub against Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh strikes out like 30% of the time versus lefties. So if Wade, the thing is Wade's got reverse splits. So that's the, that's the thing where it's kind of tricky, at least in, his, like in recent years, he's had reverse splits. So you have to kind of keep an eye on that, but that's in the past. We've already made the move and we'll have to uh, see how this one plays out, but probably a quick drop come next week. Rodolfo Castro of the Pittsburgh Pirates picked up in 69 leagues as high as $19. The Pittsburgh Pirates this week uh, faced Nestor Cortez, and they had Miley and Smiley on the weekend. So Castro, nice left-handed. Uh, he can hit lefties pretty well, but overall just been hitting the ball pretty good of late. Um, a guy just to you know get the at-bats, see if he can accumulate. Uh, were you in on Rodolfo Castro? He had a home run today as we speak on Tuesday. So he's, he's been swinging a pretty hot bat. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, this is definitely a big miss for me. Um, I've had him at different points in the year, but just kind of whiffed and he's been really good. You know, you look at kind of the metrics across the board. He's definitely been lucky, but 222 plate appearances, 10 home runs, five steals. That's fantastic. Uh, 11 barrels though, 10 home runs now, 12 barrels, 11 home runs, I think after today. So again, a little bit of fortune, but still, I mean, uh, he's playing pretty much every day and he's getting those plate appearances. It's not the best week because they face the Yankees this week, but you know, it's, uh, there are, there are worse situations. He's skipping cold. Not that that's anything dangerous these days, but yeah. So, you know, you look at him next year, it'll be interesting. You know, the O swing has improved. The contact rates actually gone down, even though the K rate has gone down. Um, so some contact issues still, but you see that power speed combination, Ground ball rate is down as well. So some some promising movement, some luck involved there for Castro. But at this point in time, you know, you're just hoping it hits. Ride the hot hand. Ride the hot hand right now and see what happens. And so far, so good for the Dolpha Castro. Another pitcher I was looking into pretty heavily this week uh, was Bailey Ober. He was added in 68 leagues as high as $33. Came back from the IL uh, last week, five innings, one hits, no runs, one walk, 5K against Cleveland, which is big. Because uh, Cleveland doesn't strike out a lot, so that was that was a big move there. Um, Ober is going to keep getting stretched out, but he faces Kansas City this week, and then potentially gets the White Sox and the Tigers next week, which is a great like final three starts. If you can script, like I don't, we talked about Miley's script. This is another three pack that's pretty solid for the remaining remainder of the season. So Ober was kind of high on my list. I didn't get him as many places as I liked Toby because it was kind of bargain basement shopping, but I was pretty interested in Bailey Ober, a guy we've we've liked in the past. We liked in draft season, and now we might get a a couple starts of glory to finish out the year. Yeah. I, I you got to be really pleased if you picked up over, I got him in 15 teamers last week in a couple spots 
And I think the thing with Ober is, yeah, that schedule that you mentioned. I mean, last week, it was the Tigers that he played last week. Was that yep. right? The Cleveland. And he's, Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland. He had Cleveland last week, pitched well. Now he gets the White Sox, right-hander against the White Sox. And then um, uh, next, and then next case, week he gets Detroit. And Detroit. And then, yeah, KC this week. Thank yeah. you for your help with that. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, and so you got to love that schedule, like kind of going out. So we'll see what he ends up doing. You know, hopefully he makes all those starts, but I'm sure they want him to get a little bit of run here towards the end of the season. He missed so much of the season. Just looking at last week, you know, he was right around his three-year averages. The K rate was up a little bit, swinging strike rate down a little bit. But dude doesn't walk guys, so that's always nice for the whip. And then let's just check out his velocity where it was. It was down uh, considerably. Um, down about a uh, mile plus per hour. Um, so maybe it'll go up with his second start here. Maybe it won't. That's a little bit of an area of concern. But again, th- at this point in the season, with everybody that you're throwing out there, it's hard to argue with 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 Ober. Yep, 100% with you on that one. Another guy that's hard to argue, and we've talked about him multiple times on this show throughout the year, is Hunter Green. We know he's electric. We also know he's got control issues, and that's been like the bugaboo. He's either been amazing or he's been giving up home runs and walks. It's been all over the board, but the talent, unarguable. Like, the dude is legit good. Return from the IL. Let's first do the basics here. Picked up in 62 leagues as high as $100. Uh, he returned from the IL, faced St. Louis, which is not the easiest offense to face. Six innings, four hits, no runs, no walks, 11 strikeouts. He even had a, mi- a minus .56 FIP. 0.44 xFIP in that start. Mm-hmm. He was just an electrified. The fact he had zero walks and 11 Ks versus a very good St. Louis offense that doesn't strike out a ton and works counts was beautiful. Now, I added him where I could. He wasn't in that many leagues. I added him where I could, but I'm also going to put the caveat out there. We've done this dance multiple times this year, Toby. We've talked about it multiple times on the waiver wire, and he could just as easily, and, and they have Great American Small Park this week. Bless you. Um, Thank Great you. American Small Thank Park you. this week. He gets Milwaukee. No one would be shocked if he gives up three home runs and walks five. That's just what Hunter Green does. That's the problem. But at the same time, he could throw another six shutout and strike out 11. So I like the move. I like the risk, especially this time of the year. But, like, you know, if you're a first place team, do you take this risk? That's the question. Yeah. I mean, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, could, it could separate you for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it just depends on what you need. Obviously, at this point in the season, we're all kind of managing categories and trying to get what we need. Uh, Green's really interesting. I mean, you mentioned the home run issue. That's the major piece with him. 1.9 home runs per nine. Even the walk rate, yeah, slightly high, 8.9%, but not kind of outrageous. K minus walk at 21%. K rate close to 30%, 11.43 K per nine. That's phenomenal. 14% swinging strike rate. Good in the zone doesn't really get those chases. I think that's where he can go maybe next level, you know, getting those pitch chases on pitches outside the zone. I think that's going to be really key kind of to his development. And and he's still so young, uh, 23, just turned 23. Um, so yeah, I think you run him out there, uh, barring having like the best heat, you know, pitching ever. And you just kind of hope for it. Cause he can help you out with those K's and Milwaukee, you know, outside of facing Garrett Cole is a pretty tough offense. Um, or a and on the bright side, yeah. on the bright side is he gets at Pittsburgh next week. So yeah. even if even if Milwaukee starts like just tread water, if anything, just tread water. You don't have to be great, just tread water. Get to Pittsburgh next week without crushing me. 
and we'll be totally. we'll be totally cool. Like that's the things you look at this time of year. We've talked about it time and time again, Toby. Like look at the next week's schedule, look at those things. It's even more vital. Like just just breaking down these pickups right now makes so much more sense. Like, hey, this guy was still a good move, but then look at the extra you get with this. It's like, oh wait, this was like definitely worth spending a few more bucks for things like that. If you had it, not everybody had it, but uh, that's the fun in this one. A guy we talked about last week, you've been in on is Jose Leclerc picked up in 58 leagues as high as $170 since getting his first save on August 14th. He has six saves. Now he has a two, one, six ERA three, three, one X FIP. And more importantly to me, a 34% K rate, which is usually not his standard 10% walk rate, which you do expect, but you know, 24% K to walk. You can work with that as a closer. You prefer fewer walks, but you can work with that. And he's doing the thing that's always been a problem with him. He's keeping the ball in the ballpark. So uh, he looks really good. Looks to be the guy for the final like two weeks. Uh, I know you were on him last week, so I'm assuming you're all good with this move. Yeah, I mean, I think we, I think he's been on the show a couple times um, already. But yeah, he's he's been really good. Um, I know. Uh, shout out to Rob DiPietro. He's been a fan for a while. Um, Leclerc is, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, there's worse closers to have running out there right now um so yeah he's he's been he's been good yeah you want to know another guy that's been really good elvis freaking andrus he went two for four again tonight with a double and another stolen base like the, there's the old joke i talked about like brandon marsh recently and some other guys change of scenery just does wonders for guys like joe adele go find a new building somewhere that'd be cool elvis andrus got dfa'd by the a's the white Sox picked him up and started him on august 19th he's leading off for them now by the way like over the last like three weeks it feels like but since August 19th, hitting 314 with six homers, six stolen bases, 19 runs, 21 RBIs. He's doing everything. It's ridiculous. It's awesome because I took him as like my third shortstop in every draft and hold I have. So it's glorious. Doesn't mean I'm going to win anything, but it's fun. Um, and honestly, I've said it for a couple weeks now in articles I've written. If he's available, write it out. Like you're waiting for the other shoot to drop because it's Elvis Andrus. But write it out because even Tim Anderson is – He's like working back to play, but they still don't have a set timetable for him yet. And Anders has been so good. It's like you've seen who they play at second base and stuff. Anders ain't leaving the lineup. So this is this is interesting right here. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's been really good. I've got him in one really important league, and it's been a joy to watch. Even today, two for four, another run, steal. Like he's just been great. Um, it's interesting just looking from a skills perspective. Like he's got the the key combination of ground ball rate going low, you know, relatively low. It's about where it is like over the last three years, but his hard hit rate has really surged um, recently. And so he's got kind of the combo of those two things happening at the relatively the same time, which oftentimes results in more power, but you know, it's also riding the luck wave, you know, he's his BABIP over the last 15 games is 353, you know, so among the highest that he's had in the last three years, and then I haven't looked at it yet, but I'm guessing that his home run per fly ball rate is just, yeah, astronomical. I mean, it's ridiculous. If I were to show this to you, his home run per fly ball rate is 31.3% over the last 15 games. Over the last uh, three years, it's 6%. So also, again, was, this is what you're hoping Oakland, for. A lot of that was in Oakland too, so that helps. Yeah, it was in Oakland. I'm That's not true. saying 31% is still crazy, but I'm just like, you expected a little bump, hopefully. For sure, for sure. But, and, and I mean, it's not a criticism necessarily of Andrews or anything like that, but it's just to say like, this is what you're hoping to catch, right? Yep. This is, this is what lightning in a bottle looks like, uh -huh. like over the course of a full season, will Andrews do this? You know, pro no, he, yeah, he absolutely won't. Yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. But 
you know, it, he can put together a run like this and and you just kind of enjoy it while it lasts. You keep running him out there and he's been fantastic. Yeah, I'm with you. I have picked him up where I could. I have him in DCs. Like I said, he's worth every penny right now. And I, I wrote him up. He's like super low owned still, which blew my mind. So uh, like make that happen. Change that if you're in 12 teams and lower 15s, he's everywhere because he should be. But uh, make that change wherever you can. We won't spend too much time on this last case. We talked about him a lot last week, but I just want to mention Aristides Aquino, the Punisher, picked up in 50 leagues as high as $23. Toby was all in on him last week. Very good call there. Since August 31st, hitting 297 with five home runs, six doubles, 350 Babbitt, but you'd expect that for a guy that hits the ball as hard as he does, uh, almost a 50% hard hit rate. So he's been awesome. Six games in Great American Small Park this week. Any other thoughts on Aristides Aquino? uh just sadness because i'm i'm going after um i'm going after rbi and home run in one league and i had a decision between aquino and uh bader and you know it seemed like aquino was the key, key go-to i think bader probably plays two out of three you know aquino's played for for the last however many in a row and then uh bader of course gets three rbi you know uh today so just one of those things, but again, decent matchups. He's got he's got the Red Sox to this week, and then he's got the Brewers. But the Brewers aren't necessarily the same team, yeah. and I, those are all at home. And you know, so we're talking about second best ballpark probably in all of baseball to be at home on. Um, he's got Connor Siebold tomorrow. He does have Woodruff and Burns, although Burns hasn't been the same guy for a little bit. Nope. Then he's also got Jason Alexander and um, Josh Lindblom you know, coming up as well. He's got a pretty nice schedule home. next week too. Yeah. And then next week, yeah, he's got at Pittsburgh for three and then at Chicago. Sign me up, baby, for Aristides down the stretch. The Punisher. The Punisher. It's coming, folks. So, yeah, get that where you can. Luis Severino had picked up in 47 leagues as high as $25. Supposed to be returning from the IL this week. So it's pure speculation move for everybody out there. It looks like they have him slated to pitch tomorrow wednesday against the pittsburgh pirates that's a good spot and if all goes well he gets toronto and baltimore next week so people looking for lightning in a bottle with luis severino i just don't know what you're going to get from him he wasn't available anywhere i was had leagues though yeah he wasn't really available anywhere that i was too i mean i think the major factor to to consider is you know do you anticipate he's going to be able to go five innings and, and get that win you know um and that, that's going to be tough, but there are a lot worse options to go with. So definitely see why people would roll the dice a little bit and throw him out there. Um, you know, it's, it could be, it could definitely be a lot worse. Definitely. We talked about John Gray last week. He was picked up in 39 leagues this week, week as high as $35. Uh, he made his first start off the IO last week, went three and two thirds this week. His first start, or I guess it was Sunday, went four and a third, two runs, four K. So they're stretching him out some more. So you're hoping this week he gets back to maybe five, six innings if you're lucky. Maybe get a couple starts in that range. He's got um, Cleveland on Thursday or Friday, which is not always the best, as we've talked about, but then at Seattle next week. So not cushy matchups, but not horrible matchups. I could see the upside if he get, does get stretched out to five or six. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we talked about him last week. Really good pitcher, improved skills. You know, he's he's – he definitely looks like one of the guys who's really kind of picked it up a notch this year. So he'll be interesting next year, given the lack of volume. But, you know, you just hope he gets that those five innings uh, at some point this season. No doubt about it. Jonathan Daza uh, got picked up in 38 leagues as high as $11. This is a guy we used to talk about 
as a streamable player from time to time. And then he went on the IL. He's returned on September 6th, and he's been swinging it yet again. He's usually not a big power source, but a decent batting average RBI guy. He was hitting second on Tuesday since returning on the 6th, hitting 364, five doubles, a home run, and 12 runs scored. That'll That's called padding the roto categories right there. And it helps seven games in Coors this week. So Daza was one of those that I thought should have been added everywhere you could add him. He got added in 38 leagues, so not everywhere. But uh, he was he was pretty much any Rocky was on my radar this week. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely when I share my fab. That was definitely one of my strategies. And Daza was was on that list. I mean, amazingly, I think he's like one for he's like one for 13 or something like that, or one for no one for 11 or one for 10 so far in the season or in the series, but he's already got four runs. He's just hitting into fielders choices left and right. So again, volume play at cores, hitting second, playing every single day, helping your batting average doesn't really help in home runs or steals. So that's something you got to factor into the equation, but definitely will help in in counting at counting categories. And he's already doing that. No doubt about it. Drew Smiley. Talk about a guy that's, quote-unquote, figuring it out. It's been impressive to watch Drew Smiley added in 35 leagues as high as $51. Um, he's been outside of a, a hiccup against St. Louis on the third. It's been uh, two earned runs or less in every start since August 6th. So one hiccup. He's been good, and the strikeouts have been there. Uh, he gets the start, looks like, this Sunday at Pittsburgh, which is a great matchup to have. So, yeah, Drew Smiley is definitely a guy that should be rostered down the stretch here if you need a, even strikeouts, let alone potential like ratio help, too. He's been that good right now. Yeah, he's been he's been really good. I mean, across the full season, too. I mean, he's been he's been very playable um, when he starts um, in the in his last five starts, though, you know, around league average and in zone contact. I think where he's he's been helpful is getting chases on pitches outside the zone. So thirty nine point one percent. That's. That's awesome. Um, the K minus walk rate actually isn't that great. 21.6 and 8.1. So like around 13%. Uh, but the swinging strike rate's nice at 12.8%. So, you know, just, just doing well enough to give us, you know, to have us eye in him in like around 40 of, of draft champions leagues next year, you know, uh, with that eye for taking over, but over the course of the full year, 348 ERA, in 103 innings, 89 strikeouts, so less than one strikeout per inning pitched, 14.5% K minus walk, totally mediocre, mediocrely fine, but that O swing is really nice, you know, getting chases on pitches there. Um, the walk rate seems a little, a little wrong in terms of how high it is over the last little bit because of that, that chase rate. So again, a really nice season for him, uh, given where he was going and yeah. Uh, nice guy to be thrown down the stretch. And like you said in there, he is the perfect draft champions guy. Like take him in later rounds. He's going to eat up innings when he's out there. He goes through his hot streaks. You roll him out there. Like he's the old kind of J.A. Hap type. Those guys that you just kind of, they're boring veterans that you love to plug in. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. So with you there, ride him while you can. I've had him in 12 team leagues for a little while. He's been like really, really good. So uh, I enjoy that with him. David VR for the Gigantes. Again, Giants have four in Colorado and three in Arizona, which is not a bad situation either. Since getting recalled on the second, he's hitting 280 with four home runs. He went deep again on Tuesday night. He's a guy that had tons of power in the minors. Talked about him when he first got called up and he got demoted. There's a lot of swing and miss in David Villar's game, but there's a ton of power. And he's showcasing it again, like I said, since he got called up. Now that gives him five home runs since September 2nd. That like You talk about lightning in a bottle. You give me five home runs from a free agent pickup, 
for just one month of baseball in like a 15 team league, you take that in a heartbeat. So, and he still has two more games in Coors, let alone everything else. So he was a great move and he's not just getting platooned. He's not playing every day, but he's not, he's not strictly a righty lefty thing. Like it was when he first got called up, which is good to see also. Yeah. I mean, he's got a really great kind of precipitously dropping ground ball rate, 30.8% since he came back to the bigs and an increasing hard hit rate at, at 38.5%. And again, that's a really nice combination. He's got good plate discipline. He's got horrible contact skills, uh, really just got awful, uh, contact skills at about 60% overall contact, 74.4% in zone contact. So his in zone contact is worse than league average for overall contact. But, you know, like you mentioned, he's been hitting some home runs, getting the ball to fall in for him. Like those are all, all good things to be happening um, at this point in the season. Um, yeah, his BABIP's at 343 over the last little bit, you know, slightly above where it normally is. But, you know, with again, with that, with the quality of contact and that low ground ball rate, it's a really nice combo. He does have five home runs on six barrels, you know, six on seven, including today. So there's a little, been a little bit of good luck, but, you know, the course for seven uh, course for four games, like that's definitely worth it just in yeah. and of itself. In itself, a hundred percent on that one. Next one, I started adding this guy last week because I loved dig- digging deeper on him. Brian Bayo picked up in 34 leagues as high as $12. Um, everyone was pumped when he got brought up earlier this year, had some hiccups, had some adrenaline things, looked like a kind of guy's getting another light line was a little too strong for him. Back to the minors since coming back on August 24th, it's been three year runs or less. Five or more innings and four or five starts. But more importantly, the strikeouts are back. One start really where the walks were an issue, but 284 ERA, 34 uh, XFIP. Um, the K to walk is not ideal. I will be 100% honest with that. But I love the adjustments we're already seeing from the guy we saw like in his first three or four starts to this guy. If he keeps making these improvements we're seeing, we're getting glimpses now of – uh, of the guy we were hoping we'd get back in like July when he got called up. So I'm willing to take the shot. It was risky this week. He had Cincinnati at Cincinnati and um, at the Yankees this week. So I understand that people were nervous there, but uh, he had the Yankees last week and looked great because the Yankees outside of Aaron Judge aren't that good right now. So um, it, it's, I was willing to take chances on Bayo. Hey, you say that now. They just put up nine runs and Giancarlo Stanton hit a walk-off grand slam. So Yeah, they face Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right on. I mean, Bayo, like over his last five, um, his in zone contacts at 80.2%. That's fantastic. O swing at 34.1. That's really good. Uh, K rate at 25.2 walk percentage at 9.3, a little bit of an area of concern right there, but still a 16% K minus walk and 15 teamers. You know, you're going to take that all day of the week, 14.5% swinging strike rate. I think the issue is the ratios. I actually had him in a 15-teamer, and I dropped him this week because I wasn't going to start him this week. And then I think next week, who does he have? Who does he have? He's got at Toronto next week. So I'm not going to throw him in there. The ratios are super tight in that league. Even today, I mean, he pitched pretty well. If you wanted Ks and ERA, he did great, but he also had a 2.0 whip. He gave up uh, eight hits and two walks in five innings. You know, so that's just dangerous. It's walking, walking a little bit of the danger line. And, you know, so you can get burned with that and especially with these matchups. But again, you know, your options are a little bit limited in those deeper leagues and strikeouts. He's, you know, can't find much better at this point. That's the biggest thing. Like looking for strikeouts this late in the year, like he's a big strikeout guy, volume, volume, volume in that regard. So 
I was pretty excited to see that one. We'll see if I, I, I kind of don't want him to finish well, even though I added him because I want to get him for value next year in draft season. Because I, I like you just pointed out, and I was saying I like the improvements we're seeing, and that's something I think is going to take a step in the right direction. Hayden Wesneski, Wesneski, Wesneski of the of the Chicago Cubs, Chicago Cubs. Uh, he's been really good in two of his three starts, five innings or more, one or, or run or less. Give it three runs against the Giants. He's got his two good starts, 15 strikeouts over 12 innings. Looks pretty strong there. You look at his minor league numbers, 392 ERA, 106 Ks and 110 innings pitched. Gets Pittsburgh this week. Definitely, I think, a streamable option, Toby. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I'm I, Wesneski is, is very interesting. Um, he's pitched really well. What kind of stood out to me, honestly, was the bat projection for him. Uh, the bat happens him at 3.75 ERA with a 1-2 whip. Uh, strikeout per innings pitched, which is very unusual for a projection system to have have a rookie pitcher that low. Um, but in those 15 and two thirds, you know, he's been super lucky. One point one eight nine BABIP, 85.4% strand rate, but 27.1% K minus walk rate. You know, it's it's kind of out of left field though with the 10.1% swing strike rate. So that's coming down. But close to 40% O swing, you know, in zone contact's really good. So he's kind of checking all the boxes and he's got good matchups, if I remember correctly. Um, he's got at Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati at home, I think. And then I see I, right now, one look, more start. looking at Rotowire, I see Pitt, at Pittsburgh versus Philadelphia the next two weeks. Uh, oh, Philly's the last, last week. Yeah. So you start him this week and next week and then don't touch him against Philly. You just hope he. He does okay. Yep. The Philly team that puts up all the runs. Shore, 40 shore bombs this year, folks. 40 shore bombs. Michael, Michael Toglia picked up in 31 leagues as I has $17. Another Rocky, folks. And this one should have been an ad as well. I think we talked about him last week. Uh, so very good minor league profile. It's been very hit and miss in the bigs. 31% K rate. He had two triples and three hits on Monday night. Uh, so I gave you a glimmer of what we do know to expect from him. They're like, I get, said, a lot of swing and miss. But seven games in Coors. Giants pitching's atrocious. Like this is just the perfect storm for uh, all your Rockies bats you could find. They only put up three runs on uh, Tuesday, but they put up seven on Monday. Two more games to put up probably twenty more. So enjoy it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I have Tolia on almost every single one of my teams. So yesterday was really nice. Yeah, I also picked up the the steal. Um, yeah, I mean he strikes out a de- at a decent clip, thirty one point three percent. His contact rate isn't that awful though. You know he's at 81.3% in zone, so about 4% lower than league average, 3 4% lower than league average, and then contact rate, uh, you know, about 6% lower than league average. So the strikeout rate being high is not necessarily a surprise, but low ground ball rate, hitting the ball hard, you know. Um, he's got four barrels, two home runs, one 10.6 max EV, hitting the ball really hard. So, yeah, seven games. I mean, I'll probably drop him after this week. It was like a sign from the heavens. He got... Uh, outfield eligibility yes that was uh, huge on sunday that just really freed him up and and made him a lot more valuable at least on some of my teams this week where i had some tough decisions to make at corner infield and he kind of made those easier for me so shout out to tolia and like we've talked about before uh after this week they have no games in coors next week i think maybe three games to wrap up the year so your rockies are pretty much losing all value after this week so adam drop them go from there uh, anybody else that really stands out to you? Because like Elias Diaz, that's a Coors play. Dylan Floro, we talked about before, trying to get specs. Jose Suarez, another guy that screwed up a two-star week. He's been really good. Um, yeah. Brandon Marsh is swinging the bat great right now. 
Uh, anybody else that you'd like to discuss that was picked up? Edward Olivares is back from the IL. He got picked up in 21 leagues. Uh, a lot of kind of hit and miss guys out there. Yeah, I mean, um, Floro, closer, you know, looks pretty set in that role. Pujols has uh, five lefties this week. So get I the picked 700 him up in, pools, get the in, 700. In yeah. And he also started today against a righty. I think they're, so, they're going to play him every day. I think they want that 700. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's nice there. Um, Duran, you know, looks like he's the closer in Minnesota. At least he's gotten a couple opportunities. Savale, I picked him up a couple places. He, um, he's got the, the two step. He pitched decently well. Yep. Um, today, I think he only gave up two earned runs in five, yep. not a lot of K's, but you know, it's his first start back Bader coming back from the IL, you know, I picked him up where he was available in 15 teamers. Um, so that's really nice. Uh, yeah, those are, those are the main ones. Those are the ones that kind of stand out to me a little bit. Yeah, and if there's other ones, we'll probably hit on them when we give our fab results from last week. Indeed. So let's get to it, Toby. Like I actually, in certain leagues, not all, I made a lot of moves in some leagues. It was like cutting fat time. So a lot of dollar, two dollar, three dollar moves coming up right now. So what did you do this past week? Yeah, I um, I did a bunch of stuff. I, I had a lot of moves. So uh, Brandon Crawford was a major target. Um, you know, he's got the four games at, at cores. So that's, that's pretty huge. Um, probably only playing three of them, but I think he was a 23 and a half dollar player, um, for the first half of the week, according to Razball. So added him, dropped to Zay Barrero, Adathan, added Jonathan D- uh, Daza, dropped Carl Edwards Jr., uh, added Carlos Santana, dropped Jack Sawinski. That was a, that was a huge one yesterday. Added David Robertson, dropped Jimmy Herget. Yeah, Herget, my God. God damn, like, <laughs> like Herget is the setup man forever. Yep. Can't get a save. You move on from him. I had him on every single team. You move on from him in the next outing. He gets the save. Yep. Oh well. You can't I think can't I think it was I think it was Jenstead and Erickson on Sunday night. they were, they were talking about Herget and like I think Jenstead goes. Phil Nevin has no clue what he's doing over there. Like has zero, like it's over every game. It's a different strategy. And I'm like, yep, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Um, added Braxton Garrett, dropped Brian Abreu. Uh, Garrett uh, assumed that he was going to take the, the, the role of uh, Trevor Rogers against the Nats on Thursday. And that's so far. Rotowire has him in there. Um, added Luis Gonzalez for the four games at Coors, three against a righty. Dropped Lars Newtbar, who's got a rough schedule coming up. The Cardinals have the fewest games remaining um, of any team. And then added Jan Gomes, who's been playing a lot and went off on Sunday, but um, did not, didn't do much on, on Monday. But he's been playing two out of three pretty consistently. So I uh, have him in there for the seven games. Uh, added Brandon Crawford, dropped Jose Barrero. Added Jonathan Daza, dropped Garrett Cooper. I, I felt a little sad about this one because Cooper missed Friday and Saturday. And... There was some semblance of an injury there, but you just never know. He played Sunday, but I just couldn't trust it. Um, added John, uh, David Robertson, dropped Jorge Lopez. It was a nice run, Jorge. Added Tim Anderson, dropped Lars Newtbar. This is a league where I have, you know, like I, I, I can, I have a pr- pretty good bench. So even with Anderson probably not playing this week or being able to be put in this week, I, I still added him there. And then added AJ Minter and added Max Stassi, who has been so bad he grounded into a triple play um, it's crazy watching Stasi struggle because we know the talent's there and he's God, so frustrating yeah 
They've got they got uh, I think three or four lefties this week, and so that it's that the was perfect the main storm. main main uh, emphasis there. Let's see how many do they have. Oh, oh no, they only have the two. Well, that sucks. Um, anyways, poor management on my end. Got two next week also, so you never know. You're just planning ahead. Yeah, uh, you won't be on my team next week. I promise you that. Uh, next up, uh, Jake Cave added Jake Cave, dropped Garrett Cooper, added Carlos Santana, dropped Jose Barrero, added Luis Gonzalez, dropped Nick Martinez. I added Ryan Tapera, dropped Sir Anthony Dominguez, added Austin Voth. Actually, how did both pitch today? He was going today, wasn't he? Yes, he was. And I don't, Baltimore, I'm trying to think. I how mean, they he did. pitched well because they only gave up. Um, three total runs i think he didn't get the win but what did my boy both do oh five five innings six hits three k's all right all right that's all serviceable right. that's serviceable yeah, serviceable i mean he does have the game remaining is against the astros so uh that kind of sucks but maybe in that, he'll get the that, stomach flu and get pushed to monday yeah maybe i hope so <laughs> um yeah i went with him just because i'm in a league and and you know there's a decent um gap between me and second place so in order to get first place i need to luck out and get a ton of random wins and, and that didn't happen but i tried um next up we got brandon crawford dropped tyler o'neill added domingo acevedo dropped ian kennedy oh my god last week for ian kennedy was absolutely brutal like he blew a save in his last outing the week before yeah. And it looked like they move on, might move on to somebody else, but there wasn't another save chance. And I was like desperate for saves here. So I was like, okay, I'm going to throw him in there one more game. Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> I think he gave up 11 earned runs. It was brutal. It was in brutal. like a little over an inning. I think his ERA was like 95, <laughs> something like that. Like, good God. Um, added Harrison Bader, dropped Taylor Naquin. Really wish I had to add Bader in there. Um, Reyes Maranta, I added him. I think he might be the closer. He's supposed to be the closer. Um, in yep. AZ. Added Alex Call for next week. Dropped Ramon Laureano. Uh, the Nats have a good schedule next week. Pretty good schedule. They got seven games. Next week is a weird, weird schedule. Yes, it is. Yes, it uh, is. Because there's not a lot of seven-game weeks. There's just like a handful of them. Um, and they've got uh, the Braves for three, but then they've got the Phillies four. on the four. weekend. Yeah. You've got Falter, Gibson, Syndergaard, and Wheeler. So not not the worst um, setup there. Um, so I kind of added him for for next week, and then I added Jake Cave, dropped Lars Newtbar again with with five lefties this week. Newtbar is kind of unplayable, and they've got five games the week after that. The you Phillies could play him the, against the, Pittsburgh. Sorry, the Phillies, the Nats, and the Orioles are the only seven game teams next week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so so you can get like a real advantage um, there. I'm really, no offense to anybody, but I'm really hoping that Tyler Anderson gets blown up here. Um, <laughs> sorry to everybody who's got Tyler Anderson's bases loaded. Um, please, please. Uh, anyways, now everybody who has Tyler Anderson is going to hate me. Oh, in my no one, 12 no teamer, one can hate you. My 12 teamer is a fantastic league. It's unbelievable. I mean, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not winning or anything, but like. The last two weeks of fab this week, I got picked up eight guys for $1 each Wade Miley for Trevor Rogers, Brian Bello, uh, for Spencer steer, Aaron Savale for Sir Anthony Dominguez, Joanne Duran for Montero, Floro for Cooper, Tolia for Newbar, Daza for Hernandez, Pujols for Friedel. It's that time of the, and Friedel went deep today too. 
Yeah, you the red oh, the reds let yeah. the reds let us down so much last week. It was so frustrating, really but did. it was tough, Zoe, really because it's like they let us down, but it's six more games in Great American Small Park. So I was like torn on. I dropped some and kept them in others. It was like that was a tough one right there. I mean, you just got to do what you got to do. All yeah, right. no, I get. It. Like, I don't judge it at all because I, I I did it like half of them and the other half I kept them because I didn't have a viable replacement. It was very tilting. Mm. Ah, brutal. So the the D backs only scored one and. Everything else is going to be unearned from 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 our guy. Um, anyways, uh, in TGFBI, added Cody Bellinger, dropped Tyler Naquin, added Hasyung Kim, dropped Keston Hira, added Trejo, dropped Suarez, added Domingo Acevedo, dropped Sir Anthony Domingos, added Aaron Savale, dropped Leody Tavares. Um, this league is is kind of it's going down to the wire. It's an intense battle. I just moved into first place for the first time, I think, all year yesterday uh it's 119 to 119 a pretty good battle with andrew ferdinand um i think he's raging randall um so he's he's got a great team putting up a fight it's 119 119 i'm 19th overall he's 27th uh just you know gonna go down to the wire that that's a that's a lot of fun especially with tvgfbi i mean you have the um you have the side pot you know that's still there um but you know it's kind of nice like with a relatively low um low suspense you know or like you know there's pride on the line so you care a lot and i've been working that yeah. team really hard but um you know it's nice to just kind of like enjoy a, a stretch run a little bit um in barf added bailey ober i was surprised i was able to get him four dollars um dropped rafael montero added tyler wells that did not go well dropped miguel <laughs> rojas but my team is like so good uh, pitching wise that I'm just adding everybody added Christian Betancourt added Albert Pujols added Harrison Bader dropped Newt Bar, Sawinski and Sessa. No, everybody, nobody loves Sessa last week, but he did get the win and he did, zero he did get the win. He sh- shut me out for a minute. Yep. Yeah. But that's it for me this week. I, by that's it. I mean, that's crap ton of ads and drops. And my first OC job added Josh Jung dropped Nick Prado added Hunter Green dropped Donovan Solano added Aquino, dropped Newt Bar, added Floro, dropped Schreiber, added Ryan Nelson, dropped Reed Detmers. I gave up on Detmers. I moved on from Detmers. So that was a thing. Uh, next OC, I added David VR, dropped Donovan Solano. We talked about that last week. That sucked. Uh, Joe Urshela, uh, dropped Farmer, added Toglia, dropped Tyler O'Neill, who's on the IL, added the Punisher, dropped Corey Dickerson, added Bayo, dropped Josh Donaldson, added Ryan Nelson, dropped Josh Schreiber, Added Oliveras, dropped Nick Prado, added Dylan Floro, dropped Reed Detmers, added Elias Diaz, dropped Carson Kelly. Told you I was making a lot of moves in these mm-hmm. leagues. Um, it was literally trim the fat. We're going to do it again this weekend if I have the, the money to do it. There will be pretty much whatever amount of dollars I have left, it's happening. Um, the uh, other OC added the Punisher, dropped Josh Donaldson, added Ryan Nelson, dropped Nick Martinez. Uh, do one of my OC qualifiers. Added Toglia, dropped Dickerson, added Aquino, dropped Solano, added Bayo, dropped Herget, added Ryan Nelson, dropped Nico Horner. Barf, 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 barf. Added Ryan Nelson, uh, dropped Kyle Bradish, added Giovanni Gallegos, dropped AJ Puck. Uh, that was just typical, just like just at looking for a reliever for the final week because I had nothing else uh, money-wise that I could have done in that one. And then TG FBI added Jonathan Daza, dropped Corey Dickerson, added Wade Miley, dropped Austin Foth. That's looking bad now. Added Gavin Lux, dropped Josh Donaldson, added Javier Assad, um, more so for next week than this week, dropped Mitch Keller, 
added Christian Arroyo, dropped Donovan Solano. So a lot of mixing and matching this week, but you know, the Rockies were the top priority and then some gigantes if you could, and then fill in the pieces like a lot of Aquino. I'm, I'm still a believer in the Punisher. So let's have some fun with that one as well. All righty. We have one listener question today. One listener question. You guys, I don't blame you. It's late. I get it. But one listener question. Actually, John brought two questions in one. So we got two questions. John Dobos, a good avid listener of the show here. First question, Frito with the home run tonight. You guys think he's a dynasty asset for 12 teamers next year? Frito? Yeah. Fringy. Fringy. Yeah, I'd say fringy in 12 teamers. I don't know if there's anything that really pushes him above. I mean, we talked about him last week. He's got a good approach at the plate, makes a lot of contact, decent amount of pop, decent steals. So maybe he's like a 2010 guy, you know, like if, if he plays every single day. I'm just not sure. Let's see. What's how old is he? Um, I mean, that's one of the questions for a lot of these guys, right? Is it like it's like who's a part of the future there? You know, so he's 27, you know, and I think Fraley's younger than that, right? Jake Fraley, 24, 25. Oh, no, he's 27 too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's hard to see it necessarily because I I do think Fraley is like just better, but, um, or more dynamic maybe is a better way to put it. But you never know. Could be. Stranger things have happened. I'm with you. He's he's very fringy. Guys, it depends on your team and what you got going on. I can see the pros and the cons to keeping Friedel in his 12 teamer. Um, I think he might be replaceable, but it depends on your format and what your team needs type situation. But there's there's definitely upside in that one to say the least. His other question is: Are you starting Bryce Elder tomorrow? He's making a spot start for the Braves. Been very good when he gets his spot starts. He's looked very good in the minor leagues uh, and he gets the Washington Nationals. But before I give you the floor, Toby. I just wanted to bring this up real quick. So I looked at this last night for my DFS show, and I always do like the last 30 days stats against handedness when it comes to certain things. Over the last 30 days, Toby, the Washington Mm. Nationals are striking out 19% of the time versus righties hitting 285 with a 155 ISO and a 114 WRC+. Not lighting the world on fire, but by no means are they a cakewalk like for fantasy stats. I would still start Bryce Elder. I just wanted to point that out to people that they aren't the the pushover we all thought they'd be. They've actually gotten better since they lost Juan Soto. Let's put it that way. What did they What did they do against lefties? Can you look that up for uh, me? Yeah, I got, I got, I got it. It's going for me. I got it right. Here. Um, yeah, I mean Elder, you could do worse. It depends on the league context. Always, I mean, he's had two really good starts, but both of the starts that have been decent. I mean, both of the starts that have gotten him above five innings pitched like he's only done that once in his first start and then the two most recent ones and they're both against miami uh so which is not to say you can't duplicate that but i'm just saying take it with a little bit of a grain of salt um the skills overall for the season aren't aren't great um so yeah but maybe he maybe he discovered something let's see let's take a look at these last two starts whether there's um anything different that he's doing so that we can give people their great advice or I don't know if it's great advice, but man, it's, yeah, it's brutal giving advice like down the stretch here or not like brutal. Like it's not like, like, you know, challenging, but it's like, you know, you're giving advice for people for one start, you know? Yeah. Um, which is tough. It's tricky, but like if he had to pick a streamer for tomorrow, he's probably one of the better streamers. I'll say that much, but it's not like a lock yeah. by any means. Yeah. This makes no sense at all, dude. He has, what? 
His his Z contact is at ninety eight percent, which is god awful. And that can't be strikeout rate is somehow at thirty three point three percent, even though his O swing is below league average, <laughs> his walk rate is above league average, and his swinging strike rate is well below league average. Like this guy's gonna get torn up tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you asked what the Nats do versus lefties over the last thirty days: twenty two point five percent K rate, two forty one average. 142 ISO, 88 WRC plus. So not okay. As good that's lefties, what I like to see. Not as good versus lefties. So you got they're still not as bad as I'd expect, but not as good. Not as good. I'm just I'm just impressed because when the trade with Bell and Soto happened, I expected their numbers to go completely the other way, and they've actually gone down. Like strikeout rates have gone. Like they put in the ball and play more. I'm shocked, absolutely shocked with these guys. But uh, I guess it goes to show you, give some young kids a chance to do something, and anything can happen. So we'll see. But all right, Toby, we'll wrap it up there. Any final thoughts as we have two fab periods to go one full week of the season after this one wraps up. So, you know, about two weeks to go of baseball, about two weeks of baseball to go. Any final thoughts as we keep grinding along here? Uh, Good luck. This is always, it's so nerve wracking. You're just like trying to hold on, you know, you're just like, Oh, come on, come on. That's where I'm at. I'm at the point in the season where I'm just like end season end, end. I don't want any blow ups. Like every start is so magnified. Like I had to, Oh man, I had this decision. I, I have Shohei in a league and he's got seven games and they're pretty juicy matchups. But the thing I need the most is ratios. So do I start Shohei, even though I have God awful pitching or is it like Shohei and uh, Aquino or Giolito and, uh, and Shohei. And I went with Giolito and Shohei and, I'm nervous. Giolito, he has not been good, but the the skills have been okay. And kind of lucked out a little bit, maybe knock on wood, with um, him getting pushed to, to Detroit. Um, he got pushed to Detroit on Friday, I think, from Cleveland on Thursday. And I think that's yep. probably a, a step up. So we'll see what ends up happening. But it's just stuff like that, right, where you like don't want to have to do anything. But, you know, that's that could determine your season. Yep, I'm with you. It's, it's one of those weird ones. And like I said, and you did it too. Like I made a lot of moves, dropped a lot of guys that people might like, why are you dropping them? It was a whole lot of changing things up for what I needed at the time. And depending on the money I have this week, we do it all over again. It's based on maximizing at bats, maximizing innings. It's just, um, I can't remember what show I was on. It wasn't this one, but it might've been fantasy pros or something. I said, I need the feature. Like there's this golf thing, fantasy national. When you use the, the lineup optimizer, you can play like incognito mode where it blacks out all the names. So all you see are stats and matchups. Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, you said you mentioned this last so, week. Oh, so it was on this show. I'm like, I just do that on this, do it for the next two weeks. Just do that mm-hmm. because it'll like, obviously you don't want to like, you know, get rid of Shohei Otani and stuff just if, if, if he's been struggling, but you get the drift of what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. that's why I want to talk about Shane McClanahan at the beginning of the show. He legit might be a very reasonable drop this Sunday, like to completely reasonable yeah, totally. drop. And if people just saw that name, there's going to be so many people that hold that guy going, I can't drop Shane McClanahan. But then I ask you, what's he doing for you for the next 10 days? That what someone is, else can't do. What is so, Shane McClanahan? It's not personal. It's me, not, it's, it's me, not you. That's what you have to tell them. It's me, not you. It's a clean breakup. So let's make it happen. But Thank you for the memories, Shane. Yes, thank you for the memories. We will always have the first five and a half months of the season. Thank you for the memories. I will not be drafting you in the second round next year. (laughs) Because he'll be going in the first. 
<laughs> but, we'll, we'll, well, we'll have, I won't be driving there yeah, either. No, no, not a chance. But we'll have fun with all that. We'll be back next week. We'll recap the week in Fab. Not sure if we'll recap the week after. We might do something else because I don't think we need to recap a million relief pitchers. But we'll see. We'll see what happens on that one. But we'll be back with you guys next week. Good luck. If you have any questions, hit us up. Let us know. You can get Toby on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy. I'm at BDN Trick. This is Bubba the Bat Flip, episode 137. Catch you guys next time. That's going to wrap us up for episode 233 of the Batflip Crazy Podcast and edition number 137 above the Batflip. That is a wrap on the 2022 fantasy baseball season. Uh, Bub and I will probably take a break during the playoffs as we do usually just to enjoy a little baseball, get a little relax, rest and relaxation, and then we will start bringing the review podcast to you guys um, probably sometime in in November uh, heading into the holidays. So uh, look for us then. Again, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Really, really appreciate it. Uh, The podcast is always a highlight of every season. So thanks thanks for being a part of that. Take care and be kind to one another.